Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is a comedian out of the Washington, D.C. area, Mr. Tony Stewart. Thank you for joining me. Man, I appreciate you having me on your show, bro. Hey, man, it's on. I always like to get conversations with different people, uh, different walks of life, and a buddy of mine introduced me to you. He said he, you was a comedian and you wanted to share your journey. I said, okay, well, you know me. I, I, I tell my buddy, you know me, man. I'm open to talk to anybody. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for allowing me on your platform. Definitely. So how did you get started with comedy? Uh, long story short, I was broke. And, um, and it was... I had two decisions to make, right? It was either go back in the street or try to use my God-given talent and get on my back on my feet. So I chose the latter, and, you know, it's been a journey. Hmm. So, so you... I mean, pretty much, first show, my first show was... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I didn't want to interrupt your first show. Yeah, my first show was August 7th, 2007. And when I tell you, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to have a good time. And I, I really took off that show. And from that show, I didn't look back. The origin of it right there. So your first show, you didn't even know what you was doing? No. Nah, and I was, I was put into a host mode. And then at, at that time, I was... I was funnier than some of the comedians that had names for themselves. And I, I got a lot of shade off of that first show because they was like, he came in too fast and too funny. And I was like, I didn't know it was like certain rules to the comedy game. You know what I'm saying? I thought everybody be funny. You bring your A game, I bring my A game. But sometimes, you know, you got to tone your, your game down so the other comedians don't work as hard. So I was told. I don't believe that, but so I was told. Are you saying, okay, let, let's focus on that because I think a lot of people need to know, like, is hosting different from actually doing a stand-up routine? Yeah, yeah, but you get to implement some of your, some of your, your, your set into hosting, right? Hosting is just breaking the ice with people, right? So you come out. You know, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. I mean, you know, you're looking good and you're talking about, you know, what's around you. You know what I'm saying? Just to get them warmed up for laughter. Because, you know, some of us come to comedy shows with attitudes anyway. We got to damn near go out there and tickle somebody <laughs> for them. You know what I'm saying? He better be funny. You know what I'm saying? How you come to the comedy show? He better be funny. So you already, you know, got me behind the eight ball already, you know? When you, when no, look, how we all yeah. we spend our money, man. We we want full value, and I and I respect that. You know what I'm saying? I respect that. But only thing I would like is for when you come out, give it a chance. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't just always because some sometimes a comedian first joke might not be funny. He's just trying to test Ooh. the waters to see what you know, like fishing. Drop your line in the water, see what they biting on. Okay, but, let's let's stop right there because that's interesting. Because you said. Bruh, I think, okay, now, this is me being a fan and an outsider. Okay. I think that first joke have to be funny, right? It it all depends, right? All right like, let's, let's say, for instance, with me, right? When I first come out on the stage, 
what I want to do is talk about the obvious, what we seen around us. You know what I'm saying? How the parking may have been in the parking lot. How the how the how the uh, venue look. Uh, things that everybody seen. You see what I'm saying? So they so it's relatable at the time. And then from there, you segue into your your next joke. Like I might say something about about the venue, and then talk about dirty apartments. You you see what I'm saying? So okay. it, it, you you got it. It's like you got to kind of layer your jokes. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to layer them, and and it should be like a build build up. Everything should reach a climax. Some people just go and say one thing and get that little laugh, and then try to go into something else. When it was, we got a thing when we call ring the rag out, right? That means you say so much about a particular topic to where though can't nobody else even say nothing about that topic because you burnt it all the way up. <laughs> but as a whole, I'm for real. Because like, uh, like I, I tell like a lot of the, the younger comedians that come behind me, right? I, I, I tell them that always ask your premise, who, what, when, where, how, why? Just ask the question of what ifs. Imagine this. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it gives you more to talk about. Instead of you just saying, okay, I seen a dog do this, and then everybody laugh, then, you know, you can elaborate more because you got them thinking about a dog. Don't go from a dog to, to Trump, even though it's synonymous, but, you know, it's, it's the same thing. But, you know, it's like you, you just got to keep, you got to stay on that topic for enough, and then when you feel that topic about to die down or when you hit the climax of that topic, segue into something else. That way you keep the, the, uh, the, the crowd going. You, you, have you ever seen a comedy show where a comedian a hit on one joke, but then he kind of get a dry spell, but then he bounced back? So, I mean, it, it, it's all about building your setup to, like, go to a climax, and then you drop the people off and always leave them wanting something more. Sometimes okay. you can't. Some, and then, like, you know, you got a lot of comedians. Like, when we first come out, when we when you first start getting stage time, you might get three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. You can't get thirty jokes in three minutes. So what you got to do is just take one subject you're gonna talk about and just ring the rag out, mm. and then you'll have something. You you lead a crowd wanting something else from you the next time they see you. If not, they might even just want the same joke. So I mean, and. and let me clear this up right fast for, for all the listeners you have, right? All right. Just because you may have heard a joke doesn't mean that that joke is old. As a comedian, we got to get our things out to the masses. So, yeah, if you heard a joke, it's funny. Just laugh through it because the other people in there may have never heard it. You cannot really cater your your set to one individual or even 10 individuals. You have to do, try to reach the crowd and it's always going to be a 50-50 split because some people might not laugh at this joke, but they're going to laugh at another one. So you just, you know, keep, you, you just keep it in line until all, everybody come together about that one subject that's going to get everybody and going to get that universal laugh. Now, a universal laugh is, is, is the most amazing thing in the world because sometimes those give you your standing ovations. In 13 years of doing this, I got two standing ovations. And when you get that standing ovation, it, it makes you feel like you're on your way. Man. I mean, 
Yeah, but then you wake up the next day and be like, oh, shit, I got to go back to work. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it is what it is. I want to talk about the, um, the roots. You said three, five, seven minutes. Right. Is there one that's hard to do? Um, I would, I would say three minutes. It, it got to be the hardest one because that's the shortest amount of time, but you have to be the most effective in that short period of time. So if it's, like, say, for instance, if I had a chance, if I had to do a three-minute set for TV, I'm going to do my three-minute set that I know I can have you laughing from start to finish versus trying to start one and then going to the other one for, like, the last minute and 30 seconds. No, I'm going to hit you with that one three-minute joke because what people don't understand, laughter eats up that time. Because, like, like, say, if I say, they say you're supposed to have people laughing every 7 to 12 seconds. That's too hard. I'm not that type of comedian. You got your one-liner people like uh, Rodney Dangerfield. But then you had your storytellers like Richard Pryde, George Carlin, Bill Burr, you know, Eddie Murphy. So you ain't going to hit. If you're a storyteller like myself, you, you, you taking a, you painting a picture. And sometimes you can't just paint the picture real fast. You got to paint that, actually really paint that picture. Oh, and okay. I'm not really like, I'm not like, you might see people acting like quote unquote clowns on stage doing all that goofy stuff. I don't, I don't really do all that. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel my words are powerful enough to make you laugh. Now I might do a little acting out here and there, but. It's just how I set my words up, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, 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 I write raps and all that stuff too, so I understand how punchlines are supposed to work. Okay. So I could throw you, I could throw you a line to the left, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm eventually drop you off on the right, but you won't even see the right coming. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? A lot of comedians, they scared to step out the box. They really see a lot of comedians. It, Put like this, you can tell when you see a safe comedian by when a heckler comes. Because a safe comedian mm. don't want to do nothing outside his set. I'm not oh, that safe comedian. Okay, I, okay. I welcome hecklers. I, I love it. I love really? it. Because sometimes a heckler could help you out. Mm. Oh, yeah, I welcome hecklers. Bring it on. Because, you know, you said you, was, you you from the DMV area too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we heavy on Jones. <laughs> so, you already know that. You can be walking outside, look at your dirt ass, you know what I'm saying? That's how they going off the break. So, you, being as though I came from that Jones background and transforming over to comedy. So, when I'm doing my routine and somebody want to do that, okay, excuse me, crowd, can I address this real fast? And I always ask that question. <laughs> I say, can I address this and get back to my routine? And then yeah, I, I remember one time I went into, I went into, I was two minutes in my set, and this dude was really feeling himself that day. I don't know if it was the alcohol or or what, but um, he got thirty minutes of fire. I'm talking about he was so mad that he had to shake my hand after Andy bought me a drink after. I was laughing like I don't know why. I was like, yeah, cause I'm not everybody, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not everybody. Let's let's talk about your um comedian influence. How how okay. has how has the environment like growing up in Southeast DC? How has that impacted your comedy? Oh man, um, heavily, right? Because we always had to make make fun out of things that really 
that normal society wouldn't see as funny. Mm-hmm. So my 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 level of comedy is uh, I mean it's it's intellectually raunchy. So I can like say some real smart stuff. And then just hit you with the most silliest shit you ever heard in your life. And then you be like, but why he say that? But they get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let's say, like, one on one, one, and it's not the whole joke, but it's just a little part of it. Like, um, I I I'd I'd say that I love women with long, saggy breasts, right? <laughs> I love it. and I say. I got a nickname for the breasts. I call them stomach curtains because they hide down <laughs> over the stomach. And then you play peekaboo better. You know, it's, yeah, it's stuff like, see, I say wild stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> you just got to see me do it, Holmes. I'm trying to tell you, man. I want to ask you a question because I've, I've heard this like on social media mm-hmm. and um, just just all around and I want you to either confirm or deny it. Um, mm-hmm. They say comedy is hard because a lot of comedians, it's a lot of infighting between comedians and a lot of jealousy and envy. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a lot of thievery. It's a lot of thievery too, right? Okay. Um, put that in a nutshell, right? It's like everybody fighting for that one mic. You get what I'm saying? So that's that's with anything. If everybody it's like in a war, they trying to capture your flag, right? So everybody's trying to chase that one flag. Back, you might gotta take something that wasn't yours. You might you gotta be like a Viking. Those little ones, honestly, that I feel don't last long. Comedy mm. is, is something that you could do, start at 18 and stop at 81. Mm. I think more people respect your journey than they do those, those ride, those, those people that just up and come real fast and then they was gone and then, then you don't hear nothing from them no more. You know, I don't want to be that. I want to earn mine. I want to earn my bit by bit without having to steal because one thing about my comedy, I talk about my life. You can't steal my life. Gotcha. We might have we might have similarities, similar experiences, but not the exact experience. So I talk about me. I don't have time to talk about what you're talking about. Because you live that. If that's your truth, you tell your truth. My comedy is my truth. So can't nobody steal that from me. So I mean, yeah, and and I'm a hell of a writer too. Okay. So, do you do the internet comedy thing? I don't like it. It's corny to me. Wow. Really? Yeah. I, yeah I'm gonna tell you why it's corny to me. Right. All right. Because when you're in your house doing that, that 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 internet comedy, you get to stop retake it, you know what I'm saying, do it again. But when you live on that stage, you can't have no slip-ups. That internet comedy, yeah, it blow people up because everybody, you know, on views and things like that. I done seen a lot of quote-unquote social media uh, uh, comedians, rising stars. I saw them live and was like, man, give me my money back. <laughs> 
Okay. You, I could tell man. Okay, but let me come with this argument. Okay. I'm gonna come with you with this argument because mm -hmm. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I don't disagree. Right. But I would my argument will be what else is gonna be there's the well when you're making a video, you're hoping right. that possibly millions of people see it because that's True. the idea is to go viral. So even so while you're on the stage, mm -hmm. I get it. You gotta be funny in the moment and you don't get a chance to do the retake. But yes. there's only, well, depending on the venue, there's maybe mm -hmm. like 100, 200 people who saw you do this routine. Whereas with the internet, yeah, you got the, you got a chance to practice it, but there's mm -hmm. going to be way more people exposed to it. All right, let, 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 me, let me give you some game on that, bro. Let me give you some game on that. And what you're saying is true. I don't disagree with that. But let me, let me say tell you why that that same venue that hold that 100 to 200 people right mm -hmm. now you know everybody got camera phones and video phones <laughs> so so them 200 people i'm sure 50 of them like man i'm at this comedy show boom 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 right yeah and then now they got other people, then them other people shared, then them other people shared, then them other people shared. So it's kind of like the same thing. If, if I'm doing it live and you video record it and you put it out there, your friends might like it. They friends might like it. That's why I said when I want to do my special, I want it to be a, a small intimate room, maybe 35 people. Okay. And then once I do it like that and I shop it around, each person that chooses to even uh, what they call it, stream it, download it, or whatever, whatever. Each one of those per people might introduce me to seven of their friends. Okay, okay. And then they seven friends that might got seven friends that's not their friends. You, 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 you see the, you see the pyramid effect with that. Got you. So okay. I mean, it, 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 oh, I, I rather do it. And then I don't think I could be like just funny, just sitting in front of a camera, unless it's uh, in the moment, a spur of the moment type thing. But I don't okay, think I could just sit I got you. It, because I don't, comedy takes energy. And mm. I don't think you'll get that, that same energy from just sitting in front of your camera. That's okay, just, okay. that's just me. That's just me. I know people that excel at it. And I'm, I'm, I ha I'm happy for them. I sit back and laugh at them all day. But those same people, I see them do good doing stand up too. So, uh, but then it's others that I'm like, man, just stay on the internet, dog. Don't go live ever. Just stay, just stay <laughs> on the internet. That's your zone. Yeah. Let's you know, talk about your I right mean, because you. That you, really. You, come on, man. You, you, done, you, done, you done. Okay. Yeah, I get let's talk. I want to. I want to give you the chance to get it to your writing because you you've touched on it several times. Mm -hmm. um, are you writing for your, the purpose of your writing? Is it for your stand up? Are you actually doing like possible sitcom writing? Like, what 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 is your goal with the writing? My goal is the writing. First and foremost, is to jot down the thought, right? Because a lot of as comedians, a lot of things run through your mind all day long, so. When I start writing, it's like I write it for me. But the things I say inside of the joke could be on TV. Because 
when I write my jokes, it's like my one joke might be eight pages front back, but I only might one say joke? one joke because I told you. Remember, I said I always ask who, what, when, where, why, how, what if, imagine this. So I'm giving that one topic, all of that, and then once I hit one punchline, I be like, but what if, I, what if I did it this way? <laughs> you laugh this way, then I might give you a total opposite. So that's like, like eight pages. But was remembering eight pages of verbatim. Hmm. Okay. So what I would have, what I would have to do is because like when you remember. When you try to remember it verbatim, if you miss one word, that one word could be intricate to the punchline, and you miss it, but the joke's still funny, but it might not hit hard. Okay. And then sometimes that could throw you off. So sometimes that could throw you off. But then I was watching um Chris Rock one time, right? He said that he don't really write jokes. He write the premise and the punchline. The setup, because, you know, comedy is premise, setup, punchline. He said he'd write the uh, premise in a punchline because he could he figured he's smart enough and witty enough to set it up any type of way he want to, long as he get to that punchline, and it, and it's still you know congruent to um, the uh, the the premise. So I, I I mean I've been working on that and that work out that that really works out because it cut out a lot of words. Okay. So I, I mean yeah, but but uh, again writing. You know, I want to do a movie, and, you know, I ain't going to speak too much on it, but I want to do a movie that I feel like it could be like uh, a DC version of Friday. <laughs> and basically, it's, yeah, but, and I want to break it down to the four sections of the city, north, northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest, but all of us going to meet at the go-go. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's just a little bit of it. You know what I'm saying? How everybody in their neighborhood prepared for the go-go, and then we meet at the go-go that night. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I'm working on that now. Okay. When did you when did you know? Because mm -hmm. you know, look, you, you talked about it earlier. Like we from the we from the um, DC area, and we know like it's a lot of people right. that's just naturally funny. Like just you know, just talking to them, they they make you yeah. laugh, they funny. When did you know right. for yourself that actually that you're actually funny enough where you could share your talents with the world? I I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know, but I knew I was funny because you know I, people are like man, you funny, you should be a comedian. You funny, you should be a comedian. But the whole time I'm sitting there like man, I ain't gonna be no comedian. But then when I fell on that hard time where I had to make that choice to either go back in the streets or tell jokes, I was like, man, let me just try it this way this time. You know what I'm saying? This time ain't got a whole bunch of jail time unless I'm slipping pills like I'm Bill Cosby, but that's later on down the line anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's later on down the line. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just want to share my story with the world. You know what I'm saying? And, okay. and I remember something, something that Jay-Z said like a long time ago. He was like, he knew that in every small town, it was some people that could relate to his story, right? So his his plan was to, how can he get his message out to those places? I'm looking at it from that same scope because I'm like, okay, I know it's people that could re relate to me anyway, because when I go to different cities, towns, even countries, 
I sit there and have normal conversation with people that don't know me, don't owe me anything. And I had them in tears, you know, just off of my personality. So I'm like, okay, maybe I could catch on here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe to catch on here. I just got to stay with it. Comedy is longevity. You know what I'm saying? Comedy is longevity. And I mean, even if I don't have uh, an illustrious career as a stand-up, I can also get money as a writer, producer, even a director. So it's, it, people just think it's, it's stand-up. Nah, it's more to it. You can, you can get money a whole lot of ways because, okay, let's think. Paul Mooney and them used to write for Richard Pryor. They didn't reach the heights that Richard Pryor did, but they still had a name for themselves. Yeah, that's true. And, they, and, and, and they, you know, so it's all in what you want out of comedy. Some people want to be that ultimate stand-up comedian. If that happens, it happens. I'm going to push for it. But if it don't happen, I know I got something to fall back on because I can still write. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there because you, you mentioned somebody that's real interesting. And I'm, we're going we're gonna to stay on that subject for a second. Because you, mm -hmm. who would you rather be? Because let's look at Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney, like you said, he's written for Richard Pryor. He's also right. written episodes of Sanford and Son and other sitcoms. Yep. So... Right. Would you rather be Paul Mooney or I'm trying to think of a comedian that's not a not Kevin Hart level? Uh, would you rather like be Paul Mooney or one of them D Ray? No, not D Ray. Like a D Ray? You know what? Okay, okay. okay. I, I, only because you said I'm not going to use D Ray. Only because you said D Ray. <laughs> So I'm gonna use okay. somebody else. Would you want to be Paul Mooney or mm -hmm. Corey Holcomb? Mm. Oh, Corey, my man. So uh, I, I put it like this: as long as I can provide for my family, I can take either role. Okay. I can okay. take either role. Now, which role will I prefer? Um. I could be behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying? I could be behind the scenes, get my money silently, because it seemed like the one thing about 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 comedy and celebrity is that now everybody is in your business. You can't even pee without somebody. Oh, I saw Tony Spoon peeing. You know what I'm saying on the internet. <laughs> you like, God, I'm just. Chilling, man. Let me let me finish paying. Then you can get your interview. Why you got with, with my gun in my head? You see what I'm saying? Come on, right. man. So I mean, I watch people get really humble by celebrity, by the by their level of celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Like Kevin Hart, he had to break all the way down when uh he got caught cheating on this girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He had to humble himself because if he didn't humble himself at that moment. The world could have turned on her. Yeah. And then he, he wouldn't have been getting no money. He, you know, it's a such thing as being blackballed as a comedian, ask Monique. Of course, of course, of course. So, so I don't, uh, you know, I want to be that, that, that one that, that I'm just want to be cool with people. You spend your money with me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, you spend your money, I'm going to bring the funny. That's me. But understand that. Me on stage and me off stage is, is totally different. It's totally different. Hmm. 
It's totally different. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, if I'm out eating with my family, don't walk up on me like that. I don't know you. And, and oh, that's okay. another thing, you know, it. coming from D.C., <laughs> yeah, especially Southeast. We don't, strange, stranger is danger. <laughs> stranger is danger. I don't know. I might have said something to you at a club one night and you pissed off. Yeah, that's true. I can't see you off the stage. I don't really know what you look like, but you might be pissed off. Yeah, you got a Oh, point. jokes is funny in, in the club, but when, when you got to get out. So, I mean, yeah. Hey, brother. However, I can get my message across and hopefully it could bring joy and laughter to somebody. They, I'm cool with that. Okay, I can respect I'm that. cool with that. Let's talk about COVID. Can you... I'm not in no competition with no comedian. I'm not in competition. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to talk about COVID. Um, because you, because you, you made it clear, you, you know, you're doing comedy for money, uh, financial. But unfortunately, COVID shut down a lot of clubs. So mm. how has that impacted you and what you're doing? It, 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 what it really did was make me get on my grind. You know what I'm saying? Get on my grind as far as writing. So when they open this stuff, oh, I'm hitting you from every angle. I got a, I got a COVID joke. That's like 12 pages. Damn. <laughs> it's, 12, it's 12 pages because I broke it all down from the experiences I had from COVID, how people, you know, fighting over toilet paper and oodles and noodles and all that. Yeah, I, I break all of that down. All of that down. And, you know, the COVID thing, yeah, it, it, it slowed the money down. However, it gave me a chance to be separate from everybody. You you know, a lot of times comedians go and they and they, they get to talking and then other people like steal little bits and pieces of their their maturity. Now I got all my maturity sitting in a bag waiting for me to drop it off like I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> I just gotta wait until um it opens back up, and um, I think things in the city is about to start opening up soon. Okay. So I I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm telling you, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. You know, I don't know because I don't even know if I'm ready to. I, I what I'm saying is I don't know if I'm ready to perform in front of people. They're gonna have to get COVID tests at the door, the little nose swab at the door, because you know when you laugh, <laughs> your breath come out. And sometimes you never know. So I might be telling my jokes with a mask on. I don't know. Just, just so I ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm going to get my funny off and I ain't going to get sick coming home. I trust that. I so, feel I mean, it, it is what it is, though, brother. But let me ask you something, though, right? Because mm -hmm. this is a black man talking to another black man that got a platform, right? Okay. What, what, made, you, what made you start your own situation like how you got it now i mean it was so, it was a lifelong dream or you just like man look i'm gonna go ahead and do it i man i love talking to people so um okay that's been my biggest thing and i and the biggest goal in my podcast my uh -huh. goal is to i want to be a mainstream name and when i become mainstream i want to introduce people like i want to be right. the person that 
break ground for a, a Tony mm-hmm. Stewart or a, mm-hmm. a, a, a upcoming rapper, whatever. I want to be the person mm-hmm. that introduced them to the world. So that's my goal. I'm I'm the person like I love to, like I love to, my. You want to be that liaison, right? My right. my purpose in life is to help elevate folks. So that's what my platform for. All right, man. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. And see, I could draw inspiration from that. I you hope know, that's the goal. <laughs> because, like, even with me, like, yeah, but, I, but I'm going to put it on this level, right? When I first came in the game, some of them comedians that had bigger names than I had, they wouldn't even talk to me. They wouldn't even talk to me. They wouldn't try to share no knowledge with me. They wouldn't try to share anything with me, right? And I thought that was messed up because if, if, if each one teach one, we could all reach a common goal, right? Right. But when you got when you have selfish comedians that's only in it for themselves, with minimal talent, but they got a big following, they don't want to introduce you to they to their fan base because they figured they might lose something. Mm-hmm. But me, you can ask any comedian that on down to the, the new locals. I always sit with what I saw in them. I'm not gonna say that you're not funny. You might just ain't crack your joke right. Okay. So if I can sit, I because I I find a humor in a lot of things. So if I see you up there. And you say something about, let's say, midgets or something. Well, little people, because we're on your podcast. You're going to say little people. And if you say something about little people, then I'm like, but you hit it right. But your your thought process, I kind of saw where you was going. I'm going to drop something off for you and, and try to tell you, like, maybe you could say it this way. And it won't come off as offensive. And laugh value when you deliver it. Now, some mm-hmm. are receptive and some are, some are not. So the ones that aren't really receptive, I stay away from them because I know they're going to come back to me because I reached out for them. Okay. We're two of them. So let's talk. That, I mean, you know what? Yeah. We, be, because you touched on something that I, you actually segue right into my next question. Censorship. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Censorship. we time people, people are a lot more sensitive these days. Um, and let me, let me rephrase it. Cause I don't want to come off like I'm not sensitive. It's just, there's there's things that you can talk about and you you can't talk about. Do you feel do you feel more does comedy feel more strenuous that times are so sensitive now? And I'm I'm just talking about like the word because you just said like little people and just so many terms you can't use. So do that ever put a strain on you to be kind of like sensitive? No, because. I mean, excuse my language. I'm an asshole. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I'm gonna say what I say. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna take that one little word I said and, and just throw the whole joke away because that one word, your ass too sensitive. Go see, go see Oprah or something. Don't come the way I want to get it out. And then a lot of times, for I'm out, I'm known for like throwing something real messed up out there but then clean it up real good because I break it down in, into something else that everybody can relate to. So, it, I mean, it, I mean, censorship, I don't really believe in it. 
You know what I'm saying? Because anytime we got a president that say he gonna grab a woman by her genitalia, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can say whatever I want to say. You know what I'm saying? It's up to you to have to understand he's a comedian. He's going to be a little off on certain things, but hear the core of it. Don't just say, just because I said little people, I don't like that joke because he said little people, but I said some funny stuff about that little person. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. hear that part. And well, see, let me, let me stop you, though. Let me stop you real quick. Because, see, this is the thing about this is the thing about humans and with everybody that's human once we offended mm-hmm. nothing else that comes after that matters True. I think you a- know that brother once you once you offended that's just like okay perfect example right um you you're a sports guy you mm-hmm. remember when when uh when um Deshaun Jackson mentioned Hitler right you remember that once you once you yeah. invoke a name like Hitler or anything offensive, mm-hmm. Hitler is just deemed offensive. Once you say that name or that term, bro, everything after that just becomes irrelevant. But it all depends. <laughs> That's just how on it goes. You, but it all depends on how you mention Hitler. Like, okay, let me let me give you a prime example, right? Yeah, give me one because I'm listening. <laughs> like, say, say if if somebody talked about Hitler, but they was joning on Hitler. You saying about his little mustache, about him. Oh, okay. Him, him yeah, being... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little different. That's a little different. But, but see, you kind of flipped it, though, because you made Hitler the butt of the joke. Exactly. So you can mention whatever you want to. It's, it's just the context of what you, how you mention Hitler. If you like, man, I would, uh, I, I would put people in the, in a gas chamber like Hitler. Whoa. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know what okay. I'm saying? But then you say you gonna put you would have put Hitler in the gas chamber. Everybody, everybody laughing and clapping. He said he'd have put Hitler in the gas chamber. Oh. But when I say Hitler put people in the gas chambers, oh, that's that's you can't say that. Come on now, you can say what you want to say. It's just just be funny when you say it. And, okay. and a lot of times you can say the most messed up thing in the world, as long as you got a smile on your face. I'm telling you, why, it, trust me, it, when you get a chance, go back and watch some of the things comedians like Corey Holcomb about flushing <laughs> when, when his girl had the, uh, uh, the, the miscarriage and he flushed the little baby down the toilet. Like, yeah. nigga, I don't know you. I think that's, I think that's the wildest <laughs> joke I've heard. <laughs> that was, but, but you know what I'm talking about? The chicks that probably had abortions in there. He's like this. What do you say? She was riding around. They was riding around the car, and he was listening to uh, some gangster music. And she said, "I don't want to hear all that music with all that killing stuff." He said, "Well, chick, you only you only murder in the car. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? See, you can say wild yeah, stuff. His, his, man, Corey, you gotta be a different. You gotta be ready to be, uh, for lack of better terms, you gotta be ready to be offended when you listen to him." Yeah, you're supposed to be. Because well, he set that precedent. That's true. Yeah, for him. Yeah. For him. But there's certain comedians that can't him, like a Kevin right, Hart can't get away can't with that joke. Be, 
He can't because he came off as a smiley, happy-go-lucky little man. That, that's you know he say like he a punk in a lot of his his, his uh junk man. I was, I was like a little bee. I was like a little sucker. I was like you see what I'm saying. But Corey like to go away right with that. You see what I'm saying? With Kevin Hart is safe. Kevin Hart is safe. Yeah. Corey is a rebel. Yeah. You got to see. If your if your comedy don't match your persona, right? People ain't gonna really gravitate towards you. Like a lot of stuff I I speak about, they be like I can believe he said that. You know what I'm saying? Or okay. I can believe that really happened. I got you. I got. But if you. I was if I was dressed in the suit saying the same thing, if I was dressed like if I I, I I've done corporate events, I've done. Uh, uh, predominantly Caucasian audiences, and and trust me, that was light work. I'm, uh, I, I thought I was going. I was like, man, what am I going to say to them? You know what I'm saying? But then I was like, just be yourself. And then when I was up there being myself, they love me. I mean, I'm talking about like, I got a diverse support group. You know what I'm saying? All different races. Because I don't really I don't really do too many too many racial jokes or too many political jokes. I do a lot of religious jokes though. But I do a lot <laughs> race and, and politics, I try to stay away from those because you can sway somebody. You know what I'm saying? I might say I might touch on it, but I'm gonna get off that because you know what I'm saying? Because my personal stuff, my personal gotcha. views about politics and all that. Everybody ain't here to be here, here to hear that, you know what I'm saying? Now I could go on something else, but those are those are like two topics mm, that, exactly. that that's real heavy. Like DL Hewley could slide with it all day. He could slide yeah. with it. He could slide with it. Uh, 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 uh who Chappelle. Else? Chappelle. He is it, 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 a couple. Yeah, yeah, man, come on now. Dave Chappelle say the most offensive stuff in the world, but if you like. I love it though, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> the way he said, and you notice he smiled. He That's smiled true. after he said. <laughs> I'm a, you hey, know what I'm saying? He smiled after he said. We gonna we gonna close with this one. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm gonna mm -hmm. close with this one because I I I know we both tight for time, and I want to make sure that I get right. this question off. Okay, great. You got a comedy show. It's a big tour, right? You the headline uh -huh. in that. You get you get to start the show. Mm -hmm. You the headline in that. You could pick three comedians to go with you. It could be mainstream or it could be comedians that you work the circuit with. Who the three comedians you taking with you? Mm. Mm. Corey gotta go. Corey. Corey Hogan. Um I, I take my my buddy Larry Lancaster. He out of Baltimore. Okay. And um, uh, ooh, uh, I, I I mean that 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 third spot uh the, the, that that's interchangeable depending on where we going. But them them the first two I said I I could go all all day with them three because we kind of be on the same paid so the show runs fluidly you know what i'm saying 
Like you couldn't, I couldn't take a, I couldn't take a deal, Hughley, then take like somebody like Lord Duval, and then DC Young Fly. I couldn't take them. Cause they, you know, it's three different branches of comedy there. So I, I would like my show to like be smooth. You wouldn't like, want the variety okay, though. You wouldn't want that variety stuff. I know Larry ain't gonna say his wild stuff, but it's gonna be intellectual, more smooth. Like than I know myself, I'm gonna say my. You wouldn't? Can you hear me? But I believe you would be getting variety in that, oh, okay, in, in subject okay. matter. Because, like, say, if Corey went and did all his abortion jokes and things like that, yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm making I sure we good. Go ahead. You finish. Just finish but, up. I mean, just me. I, no, I put like this. I, I would just want Corey, Larry Lancaster, and just to throw somebody else out there, I, I would say uh, uh, my brother in comedy, Jamal Darnell. I take okay. That. Okay. Three. Now, hey, man, look. I really appreciate you doing this. Um, mm -hmm. I know, I know comedians can be quick with it, so it was just fun to get this opportunity to talk to you, brother. Man, it, it was a pleasure, man, and I thank you for having me again on your platform, man. And, uh, and to all your listeners, man, be looking out for me. I go, my stage name is Tony Spoon, but I'm known as Tony Stewart, not the race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a little more melanin in him. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't run nobody over and kill him in my car, but that's that's a whole different thing, though. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a that's a whole different thing. Whole different, whole different lane, whole different privilege. But anyway, brother, you are you on uh, social media? <laughs> Go ahead. You on social media? Yes, sir. Um, I'm on um Facebook. I'm on uh, my Facebook. I'm Tony O. Stewart, T-O-N-I-O-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. -E and on Instagram, I'm Tony underscore Spoon. Okay. And, I mean, I ain't on all that other stuff because that's too, letting too many people in my business. So I, I, I'm going to keep it right there. <laughs> well, again, brother, I appreciate you carving out the time to do this, man. It's been very entertaining and fun talking with you, man. Man, thank you, man, and keep pushing, brother, man. I'll meet you at the top, man. Hey, definitely. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast, for continuing to support me. Um, it's truly humbling, and I really appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lamp. And I'm also on Facebook as conversations with Lamp. Thank you all again. Have a good day. All right, brother. Thank you.